0: Hey everybody, this is Blake with Marvel.com, and we have another very special edition of This Week in Marvel podcast. Uh, please introduce yourselves.
1: I'm, da- <laughs> I'm Daisy Betts, and...
2: Uh, Mike Vogel.
0: Of Childhood's End, That's the right. upcoming uh, miniseries. I'm curious, like, I've been doing some reading about the series. This is an ambitious project, because, I mean, some people, Stanley Kubrick even, have had trouble trying to make this. Who's he? Never heard of. Them. Never, never. heard <laughs> of.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it. I I didn't even realize the the uh, sort of the the level of the project until uh, until I really started researching it after I was when I was on the plane to Australia where we were shooting, and yeah, for 50 years they've been trying to make this. It was actually Kubrick's between Space Odyssey 2001 and this Childhood Zens was act was actually his favorite. Um, but if you if you read the book, it's kind of it's written in in more ideas and thoughts than it is more of a linear narrative. Mm-hmm. So cramming that into into a uh, a single movie is extremely difficult. Um, and I think in you know a lot of today's formats with a lot of things going to like a limited series uh, type of run. I think it kind of fit in perfectly, uh, you know, today to do something like this where you could capture all of that in one in one project. Yeah,
1: it's a six-hour movie, yeah. or it's it's three two-hour movies, yeah. but it's a six-hour movie, so it's pretty cool.
2: When you
0: were getting into it, like w- again doing the reading, it, it kind of had like a Don Quixote kind of thing, like it, like so it was thing that could never happen. Did this cross your mind at all when you were? about to take on the project or
1: yeah I mean I think it's I think it's it's pretty out there conceptually Mm. definitely the the show is 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 pretty mysterious and weird but um it's gonna make people think it's it raises some huge issues and and um I like that I like that about it is that there's some philosophical questions asked and even though this is probably unlikely to happen it just makes you think and I and I love that about this piece yeah.
0: And uh, you're no stranger to the kind of the sci fi world with with Cloverfield. Have you done much in this well, genre? One of
1: the first shows I did here in the US was Persons Unknown, mm. which was a very Twilight Zony, weird, um, questions never really answered <laughs> type project. But um yeah, so a little bit of that I mean, I always loved it because I think that it has a great fan base and I think that people appreciate that type of, of work, and so yeah, more so than other genres, I, I think so
0: is uh and, and again like have you guys been to the like conventions before? You've done the
2: San Diego's or the New York Comic Cons, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, we I, I've really hit for the first time hit those pretty hard the last three years with uh, with Bates and with Under the Dome and everything like that. So it, it it's a it's a it's an incredible uh, fan base. Um, I mean, probably one of the most loyal uh, fan bases out there, and um, it, it's easy to see why it's become such a big, such a big draw to people. And I think I think that's another thing with sci-fi that people like is that it it provides a uh, maybe a very fantastical world and and platform to ask relevant questions to everyday life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we may. It, will overlords ever drop down onto Earth? I mean, I don't know. Who knows? But uh, the questions that it asks, uh, Arthur C. Clarke was asking in 1953, was Mm -hmm. it when he wrote it? It was Mm -hmm. 1953. Fast forward to 2015, we're dealing with the same exact things. Um, So I think that's the interesting thing about uh, about sci-fi, is that it provides a very imaginative way of asking very poignant questions
0: and I have to be honest I wasn't really that familiar with the books but again when I was doing the research I like was reading a bio on on the books and my head kind of exploded as to the the awesomeness of the plot (laughs) so for idiots like myself who weren't aware of it can you kind of give a a synopsis you brought you touched on a little bit just now but, but yeah
1: Well, I don't know if we're allowed to give a full synopsis. Not the full, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, it's so (laughs) basically... Do that tease thing. (laughs) No, I don't know. uh, uh, So, Childhood's End is a story about this peaceful alien invasion um, where they, they name them the overlords, and they come and they take over Earth, but they take it over in a way where they create a utopia. So... Um, you know they eradicate injustice and and famine and and, yeah that they they sort of make it this perfect place and then it becomes a little bit creepy in the fact that everybody feels like there's something bad coming but we can't see where it's going to come from or what their end game is and um, there are skeptics in the show as well so they're asking all those questions but then we just have to see it kind of play out and it's it's a pretty slow burn in an eerie creepy way um, but but it's weird and it's mysterious so there's that thriller element and Ultimately, it's pretty dark, uh, so I think I yeah, won't give too. Title, <laughs>
2: as the well, title, as the title suggests, <laughs> yeah, um, Th- there's it's, not really there's quit. not a lot of balloons <laughs> and, and, and and surprise parties. There's,
1: there's balloons <laughs> popping or flying away, right. Um, But there's there's um it couldn't have gone past this six hour TV event, really. Yeah. I think it's it's got a perfect home here in this format, and 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 it's going to be like it's just going to be a great piece on its own, and. Um, I'm excited about it.
0: And how, so the, it comes, begins on December 14th. What, how, what's the, when do, when does each episode,
2: 14th, yeah. 15th, and 16th. So consecutive oh, nights. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. you're not going to have to, you know, it's a, it's a short commitment, you know, so it's not going to be drug out over, over a bunch of weeks, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. You get, you'll get a night to chew on what just happened before we land back? I think it'll it'll take some planning one.
1: that's why we've had to do so much lead up we, we shot this a year ago and we've got to prepare people because this is like fourteenth, fifteenth, you're not doing anything else except for watching Childhood's End on sci-fi <laughs> so
0: you shot this a year ago is it <laughs> normal to that far? oh yeah
2: I, I mean it uh, happens it's, well but it's like uh, for TV it may not be so normal but mm-hmm. I think nowadays it is because you've got again these are like she said there are three two-hour movies and I mean every movie I've ever done there's a year there's a year lead time That's from right. yeah, yeah there's a know, lot of special, special filming, effects yeah.
1: and a lot of post-production and the yeah the, the quality of the production the production value of our show is really high so it's it, it is like three movies and and they've, pro, they've done they've been working tirelessly to get this ready for for this um deadline so and I think also sci-fi you know they're really behind this project and and it, it wouldn't have done it justice to try and rush it out and without the build-up, so that's going to make it even more exciting.
0: Yeah, so I'm 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 loving what sci-fi is doing right now uh, across the board. Yeah. Um, I, I want to ask too. So, was it were all three shot in the
2: same? Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be a good thing, though, right? It we're was tricky. Stay. Did we do, did we do each night? I'm no. No, we skipped around between. Yeah, so it was like between between the nights, oh, well. which was which was difficult.
1: Yeah, it was con like there. There had to be a conversation before everything. What do I know at this point? What's happened? Where are we? What's happening in the other storylines? Because they don't intersect a lot, and and we were and in our own. It spans
2: fifteen years. Yeah. So exactly. So you know the whole the whole breadth of this thing is is a long time um over, over the three nights. So. There is a lot that happens to these characters in that time, and so trying to keep all of that, uh, all of that straight was was confusing at times for sure.
1: Definitely. How do I feel right now about the overlords? <laughs> it's like, am I liking the overlords right now? Term, no. Right. <laughs> no,
2: I want to touch on too.
0: I, I'm blanking on his name, but the, the the rest besides yourselves, the rest of the cast is great. I know the the guy uh, the guy from Last Action Hero is in it. Um,
1: Who's the guy from
2: Attention here? Or was it? Is it Charles Dance? For, uh, yes. Yeah, yes, Charles yes, yes. from our our, for, for our 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 British, the very, very British, yes, very, refined very refined well, we, gentleman. We, we
1: call him the guy from Game of Thrones. Oh, the yeah, Game that's <laughs> right. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> ever seen Game of Thrones yet. So what? I, uh, Blake, yeah, where both. have what? you uh, been?
0: Oh, yeah, okay. You're <laughs> in the minority here. <laughs> we're not allowed
2: to admit that as actors.
0: I'm not in the mean. minority. <laughs> you guys are in the minority. <laughs> yeah, we're in the minority in the world, but not in the room. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's
1: he's incredible. Charles Dance is a presence for sure. Yeah. He, he's uh, he was a great Karellen, and um, he yeah. says your
2: name and you snap to attention. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's pretty pretty intimidating.
0: Well, what so so you mentioned Game of Thrones? I'm kind of curious, like as far as since Marvel's like a, the nerd world, I always love to ask, like, what are you guys kind of geeky over personally?
1: Well, I just discovered yesterday. Um, Mr. Robot on the oh, plane, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I liked that a lot. Um, it's it's pretty dark as well, but um, I'm only three episodes in. I'm mm. gonna I'm gonna binge watch the rest on my flight back. That's awesome. Yeah, I was enjoying that a lot.
2: Yeah, I'm I, I'm not I, it's it's inter- I'm not I'm not uh, thoroughly entrenched in the uh, TV w- watching it, world. <laughs> well, in the in in the in the anything world of them all, but but I, what I do love is great. Um, I love when sci-fi is done. It's why it's why it sort of what attracted me to Cloverfield, to Dome, mm-hmm. and to something like this. In that, yes, there's very far-fetched, uh, 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 amazing premises. You know, places where this show's going to go, but it's grounded in real characters mm-hmm. that are experiencing a very surreal thing happening to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always that's always the thing that I relate to as as having to play that character. I'm just ha- I'm having to react to something that's wholly incredible and um, and and largely unbelievable right now. Um, but it's grounded in 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 humanity, and those are the things that I really you know tend to gravitate. And to. And I
1: about. like that. There's a little bit of humor in *Childhood's End*. I saw a couple a couple of times. Mike's character, who will be like this is ridiculous, <laughs> you know, it's like, because it, it is, it's just really stating it how it is. He's about to kind of, I don't even know what I'm allowed to say or not allowed to say, but he's about to embark upon a certain journey, journey and he's just like, there's that look, or there's that sound that he makes, which is like, what the, what am I doing? WTF. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I it, don't think he says that. He no, doesn't he say that. Doesn't that say is that. not in the script. <laughs> so Matt Graham would have thank, a fit. Thank God. Yeah. If
0: Arthur C. Clarke had said WTF, that would have been.
1: <laughs> if Arthur C. Clarke had said WTF, then we would have said it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a lot earlier than we have. Yeah. Right.
0: Yes. Um, I, I always ask this too, and this is a deeper question than it comes across initially. But if if your character on the show had a superpower, what would it be and why? And if you had one as yourself, what would it be and why? Mm. And sometimes it says a lot about personalities because people say invisibility it means you know that's kind of a deeper, a little existential.
1: Oh wow! Yeah,
0: yeah, they're
2: per- they're, yeah right, right,
1: Do right. Don't say right. that then. No, is <laughs> that your <one>? <laughs> gonna, I'm, I'm not, not counseling
0: judging. after I'm that. Just, I think yeah. he just did. I, I get it all the time. I just have to preface it. Jeez. Um.
1: I don't know. I, I feel like I'm thinking. I don't know. The first thing that came to mind for Ellie was like some kind of like time travel power where you could go back and like change something or fix something. Um but I won't, I can't really think of too much into that. It would just be like go back and do things differently. Like, give, you know, they, they, they had a great life. Ellie and Ricky had a great life before the Overlords came. So I think, as, as much good as the Overlords do, there's a certain part of her that would like to, everything to just go back to the way it was. Um. Despite the fact that that might be selfish in some ways, because so much greater good is done when they arrive, but ultimately, yeah, go back to the way things were—the utopia that they had before—and then, well, you go. What?
2: Uh, I, I mean, I was going to say the same thing for Ricky as, as, as terrible cop out as well. It is because <laughs> no, but here's the thing: because he's the guy's a the guy's a simple soul, Um, you know, and I think he's. Much like me, like uncomfortable in the world of technology as it is today and as it's become for him. And I think there's a, there's a, he's a man of the earth. He loves, he, lo- I mean, he would be at home on his tractor in his cornfield. That is, that's heaven for him with his, with his wife around him. Uh, and it seems like as as everything progresses it's moving him further and further and further and i think there's a i've often said that about myself is i was just born in the wrong time um for me uh for a personal uh, you know a personal superpower it would be flying i'm a pilot i love to fly and after two minutes of sitting in traffic down there in the streets of new york you just wanted a little uh, jetpack. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it would be whole, whole heck of a lot easier to go to infinity and beyond and just blast <laughs> off somewhere. So. I wanted
1: to imagine Ricky like in the in the scene in the barn with Corellin, I wanted to imagine him just like getting some gigantic powers where he just turns into like the, <laughs> the brick whole- or yeah, 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 and he and then he just can like overpower him or do something like that. That would be cool because he's just so. Uh, the, I don't. I don't want to say anything, but. He's a he's a quite a presence, yeah. Karellen. So it's I just, just dwarfing. Yeah, yeah, very dwarfing. Yeah, yeah. and I, I want to go back to myself because I, I think my initial instinct is protective powers. So like a shield or something that I could like throw around my family, in, or you know that kind of thing. Yeah. I think if if anything were to come or you just anything.
2: Captain America, you want to throw shields at people? No, right?
1: it's more like it's more like a bubble. Okay. But no, that's someone else. It's not a shield. It's like a bubble. Bubble that comes around and keeps my family safe in my bubble. Yeah,
0: I think Invisible Woman has that power. Something like I think.
1: that. So not going invisible because I don't want to get all like you know <laughs> therapy. I don't. I don't need, oh. to, I don't need to know Put what you in a few sessions. <laughs> that means. Where I want to be invisible. I don't want to be invisible. I want to be protected. Yeah.
0: is uh. I know you're like. I, I think you mentioned you're not really in this the comic book world, but like part of your family. Yeah, is my husband and
1: my son. How, what's it
0: like being? Sort of there. Well,
1: when my daughter is looking at the comic books, which are way not Sorry. age appropriate for her, um. <laughs> and and there, um, and then she's asking a me about why was the man, you know bleeding with you know and I'm like what has she been reading and I have yeah. to call my husband into the room until I talk about these concepts are too grown up for her um yeah no I just have to follow and my husband I mean my son will always ask me questions mom what if what if um Captain America and who was the bad guy and I'm like uh, that's a question for your dad <laughs> yeah that's a question for your dad but I would like to know the answers but it just wasn't part of my childhood the way that it was part of my husband he grew up in a family with six kids and he has three brothers and they just have their huge comic book collections and he's trying to like you know breed that into my son and if I if I was into it I would be into it so I, I'm trying to like read and I don't even know who anyone is or what their powers are but I'm, I'm learning I'm yep. being totally schooled at I home. know I've
0: told you before when next time your son's in town we gotta get him by the office. Office and give him a tour and everything. Oh what, what's his favorite character? Do you know?
1: Ah, uh, it you know what kids are like. Mm. It's like something different every day. Um. No, I don't know. I don't know. It honestly is something different every day. I'm just trying to think of what the latest was. It was Hulk for a long time, um, but then we had a, we had like Hulk hands, we had Hulk figures, everything, in um, in our house. And then when my daughter was born, she was like petrified. As soon as she could be aware, she was petrified. So we had to like hide all that stuff. We literally have it in a box mm. in the cupboard, waiting for the day that Bonnie can look Hulk in the face,
2: <laughs> confront,
1: yeah.
0: confront her fears. Exactly. I what, what did you grow up? into and you said you're you're a pilot so you must have just loved that from the the start
2: I did yeah I mean I was a I was a uh, a huge I was a huge history buff as a kid I mean uh, you know I I literally grew up around my grandfather's feet just listening to their stories from World War II and, and and everything else like that and you know where where you know, where friends of mine certainly were getting into superheroes and everything, my parents would go and drop me off at the, there was a, uh, uh, a joint reserve base five minutes from our house, That's and amazing. they would la- literally drop me outside the gates, and I would sit there and watch planes come and do touch-and-goes all day long, and it's all I ever wanted to do. Um, so, you know, that was that was always my, uh, my thing. But the interesting thing is, is through... Family members and friends that I've come in contact with over the uh, o- over the years, in and out of the special forces community, I feel like I've met a lot of superheroes, like real life superheroes mm-hmm. that have that have survived things that that the rest of us would go. That's inhuman. That's not. It's not it's not possible for you to make it out of that. It's not possible to go through something like that and still be a normal father, loving father, uh, a, someone who can integrate into humanity, and yet they do. Uh, and so it, you know, it kind of calls to me that inside all of us, it, it, deep in the human spirit and in, in, in the capabilities that we have, that there is a little bit, uh, when we need it, there's a bit of that superhuman thing that we can call on um, you know, to get us through some things so
1: great answer <laughs> yeah i don't know how to follow up there just, i just want to walk out i can't
0: beat that um, <laughs> i want to ask too i mean is there anything else you guys would like to uh touch on before we go any other projects you want to bring up to the fans or
2: this is it here we are Childhood's end, december 14th 15th and 16th yeah um yeah no this is this is we're, we're excited we're excited to see the, uh, the it was a lot of hard work and it's um, been a long time coming so we're, yeah, we're excited
1: this is the final countdown we're in the last month now and it's i'm i can't wait to see it
0: yeah is there and this i probably shouldn't ask because you probably can't answer it but is there any like t- big takeaway you want to get from this
2: i think people show? i think people are in for uh, there are there's truly a lot of great questions that it that it poses and I think uh, the premise that you know which we can say that people will see the way the way this all starts is these overlords come down because because humans are about to achieve light speed travel and they step onto the scene and go, "All right, that's enough right there. You've, you've, you guys have screwed your own little place up uh, as much as you possibly can. Uh, we're not going to let you spread your seed to the rest of this, you know, the rest of the universe and, and beyond out there." Um, so, it all, it it, 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 right from the get-go, it sets up sort of a mirror to humanity. Uh, asking those questions you know actually
1: yeah the opening scenes of the show are pretty confronting there's a lot of real life footage of all the terrible things in the world and so it is it's that mirror and it's like you know look at what you're doing can we fix it and they do fix it for us but then it's like goes on to see what price we pay for that and so my, my take home is like yeah you gotta just live and love like to the best of your ability because you know you never know what's what's coming around yeah. the corner
2: and i think also i mean the, you know one thing that we always come back to with it is that you know they're presented this utopia for a time uh and, and a lot of people go you know a lot of utopianists and people they dream of this idyllic world of, of, of and i guess my maybe i have a Col meanie and i debate this a lot uh, when we talk about it of you know he's he's a big proponent of of We should all be striving towards utopia, because even when you reach utopia, you've never really arrived. But I look at it and go, most art, most music, most, uh, uh, you know, a a lot of the creative things in this world have come from pain and very difficult Mm -hmm. situations. Uh, And without those difficult situations, would we have those the beauty that comes from it, you know, sort of the beauty from the ashes? Um, So. You know, I, maybe it's just some sick thing in me that enjoys being uncomfortable. But, <laughs> but, but I, 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 don't like to get comfortable. When I get comfortable, I, you, ha, I've got to shake it up. I've got to expose myself to something trying because um, I think that's that's the one thing that that pushes me forward. So that's another thing that yeah. that, that it poses big time in the, the concept of utopia
1: nights. and whether that's achievable or desirable. and is it a good thing and desirable yeah. or yeah. not? You know, yeah, so. it definitely depicts a certain blandness that comes with utopia Mm. so it's it's not definitely not saying that it's all roses with with utopia so it's it's a good it's it's a good bit of food food for thought
0: yeah again as someone who's not really aware of it it seems like this the perfect mix of like you know you got the sci-fi elements everybody loves today and then something that really like has meaning can really change things for the better or yeah. at least bring awareness to a movement in the right direction. Yeah. yeah.
2: No, that it, it, it absolutely does. I mean, and and I mean heck people people will see uh, will find commonality in the events of the last week and two weeks from the get-go of this thing yeah. of, of you know H- horrific,
1: p- world events horrific world events and, and confronting yeah. people
2: who are different from you and 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 and, and ha- dealing with that and there's that's what I love about it is it do- throughout the throughout the show it doesn't it doesn't necessarily come to the conclusion that one side is right and one side is wrong mm. you see that you see the arguments to to both sides and it, it leaves it open for you to to kind of make your it kind of bolsters both arguments um, without without judging one or the other, but it does judge as a whole humanity and say, okay, we got some issues here that oh, well. we gotta deal with. That's okay, awesome. wow. so.
1: It is gonna be awesome. It's, it's it's gonna be heavy and it's gonna be deep, but it's it's six hours over three nights and I think it's gonna be great. It's doable. Yeah. It's doable. It's done. It's doable, it's done. We
0: did do it. Well, you've sold me so I, I'm Good, it. and
1: we should talk afterwards as well Because there's so much that we can't talk about What well, we could totally talk about afterwards I can't wait Spoil really cool the whole <laughs> thing for you I know, the coolest <laughs> stuff in the show We're not really allowed to talk about Because that would spoil it for the viewers So, um, But afterwards we can talk about all of the, the Intricate details of, of all these cool things That happen in the show Sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, I
0: know you're on uh, Twitter Are you online as well?
2: I am um, I'm trying sure to remember my what is it? Mike underscore Vogel I think, is my Twitter thing. That's and funny. And mine's
1: daisy underscore bet.
2: See? So there we go. Yeah.
1: Someone must have taken uh, our original the name, the so we, th- had right. <laughs> we had to put it on Discord.
2: Take sloppy seconds. Um, and then Late uh, to the party. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, thanks again, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, the show airs December 14th, 15th, and 16th. Sci-Fi oh, at mm-hmm. a time. A time. <laughs> 8, Eight o'clock. o'clock. 8 o'clock. <laughs>
1: 8 to 10.
0: Well, this this was really fun. I really appreciate you taking the time. Awesome. We've had a good time. Yeah. This is Marvel, your universe.